speak, Laurie just felt that she wanted to say a couple of words uh, just as a response, really, to something that's been said. Yeah, to, I think, to Lloyd. Um, my name is Laurie Arthur, and uh, I co-facilitate the Hope for Life group, um, and that is a um, suicide bereavement support group. And uh, I hear everything you say, Lloyd, and, um, you know, those feelings are real. Um, I just want to let you know that a couple of figures. Um, the suicide rate in Australia is twice the national road toll. Twice. Nearly 2,500 people take their own life in Australia. Um, that being said, um, the aftermath of someone who completes suicide is devastating. And they're the people that I work with um, every fortnight and support during the week. Um, I just want to encourage you that it is not something that we are, we are born with. It's not normal to think of taking our own life. If you are thinking like that, it's not normal. So go see a doctor, go talk to someone, go tell someone, okay? A lot of people say that people who take their own life have a choice and they don't. As soon as you have a thought like that, you're not thinking right. And I know that because, like Lloyd, I have suffered with depression. And those waves of feelings, those feelings are like waves. They come and go. They're like the tide. They will come in and they will go. But like that song said, earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. And you can have healing for those feelings today but taking your own life is not something that, um, that is going to fix the pain. It might fix your pain, but it, uh, the people that you leave behind um, bear that pain. They carry that for the rest of their lives. So please, um, just in response, um, thank you for sharing, um, Lloyd. It is a battle, uh, and it is something that I battle with every day. Um, but a lot of it has to do with um, um, taking my medication <laughs> and um, understanding that, um, you know, the Lord delights in me the way he's made me, even though as faulty as I am, that I can bless the Lord and he uses me by uh, helping people and I walk beside people who... Uh, are very sad about losing someone to suicide. So, yeah. Thanks, Bev. Now, Gordon's going to give something out. Gordon and Chris, just going to give a piece of paper out. If, if you've got your own pen and you want to write some notes or Chris will have some pens, <coughs> just thought you could take some... Some brief notes home today might be something you could keep thinking about. So I want you to turn to the person next to you and say this. Where do I stand with you? <laughs> oh, that could be awkward. 
Oh, that could be awkward. No. <laughs> Have you all got a bit of the paper? Yeah. Hey? Where do I sit with you? I haven't got... Have you got another one? Okay. You've probably uh, said that phrase, have you, once before? Have you ever said that? I'm just not sure where I stand with you. Has anyone ever had a conversation like that? Some of you are very reluctant to put your hands up. You know, you've had that uh, awkward time with a friend and then you, you need to go to them and say, look, I'm just wondering where I stand with you. Anyone ever had that conversation? I have. Uh, sometimes in a marriage. We could, you could have had an argument and so, you know, you go to your partner and say, I'm just wondering where we stand. Didn't have a great day yesterday, so no, I won't ask any people in a marriage relationship to put their hand up if they've ever had that conversation. You might have had it in the workplace. Have you ever had a situation in the workplace where you, you go and you say, I'm just wondering where I stand around this issue? Anyone admitting that Paul is admitting he's had that conversation? We, we probably don't want to think about the, the other one, which is going to the bank. Yeah, I'm just wondering where I stand about that uh, credit card or that uh, overdue mortgage repayment. We won't ask for any show of hands if people have had to say that. <coughs> We all need uh, assurance from time to time, don't we, about, about issues. I hope you're like me in that. Assurance of where things are at. Assurance that things are okay. Assurance that I'm okay. Anyone relate to that? We need it, don't we? Assurance. One of the strongest lessons that I remember learning when I first surrendered my life to God was that people would tell me that Beth, it's very important for you to have an assurance in your heart that you are saved, that you know God, that your life is surrendered to him, that you understand what he has done for you, that you realise that it was nothing that you could do yourself but all of God and that knowing this will mean you have eternal life. So leaders and teachers and my parents and others used to drum this into me. Beth, you need assurance in your heart about what God has done for you. You might have also had people in your life, if not right now, who are doing the same. They were probably saying, Beth, this is where you stand when it comes to the things of God. And I've never forgotten those early lessons I learned. And I don't think that anything's changed. <coughs> I think that the believer, anyone who chooses to follow Jesus, needs to have an assurance of where they stand in Christ. Now, I didn't know what Katrina was going to do with this line down the middle, but I thought, oh, maybe she knows what I'm speaking about because uh, where do I stand? Is it here or is it here? <laughs> Interesting. Now, I think, why is it important? Why is it important that the believer is, has an assurance in their heart that they are right in their standing with God? I think it's important because so much of life actually speaks against it. So much of our, the world around us actually speaks anti to that. So it's actually very important for the believer 
to actually know this is where I stand with Christ. This is the assurance I have in my heart. Now we're going to do the, if you've got your paper, roundabout way. You're going to start down the bottom where it says what gets in the way. Now I don't know whether you'll relate to any of these. I've jotted down some. As we're talking, as we're listening, you might jot down some others. What gets in the way of me having an assurance of where I stand when it comes to the things of God? Well, there's distractions, aren't there? There are so many distractions. Now, your distractions will be different from mine. Can you think of a distraction? This is a rhetorical. You don't have to answer me. Can you think of... Yeah, drugs can be a distraction. But you'll think of something that relates to your life that is almost something that gets in the way of you having an assurance in your heart that you stand with God and you have an assurance and know that. So distractions can come in people, places and things, as we say uh, in the recovery field. Can you think of distractions that get in your way? Yeah, you might want to jot them down. Another distraction is that actually you're in a space where you are listening to God and you're endeavouring to understand what he's saying to you, but you're not responding. Anyone ever been there? Ah, we listen to God, and he says some amazing things, and his word is absolutely blows our mind, but that's all we do. We just listen. Now, that can get in the way of us having an assurance that we stand with God. Another thing might be that we listen to the world's voices more readily than the voice of God. We listen to the voice of God, but we have a whole lot of other things that seem to be voices that crowd it out. If you have your own, jot them down here if I haven't said it. Another one can be in, uh, tr going through troubles and trials. Can't that be something that gets in the way of us having an assurance that, no, I'm a believer, I'm a follower of God, this is where I stand. But a trouble comes along. And we get right off kilter. We seem to turn away. So trouble and trials can do it. Another thing that can get in the way is what I've put down as spiritual apathy. Now you can probably think about what that is. A lack of attention to the things of God. A spiritual apathy. It's not that we're almost against God. It's just that we live in a bit of a state of, oh, I'll get round to that. Or, you know, next month. Or, I'll tell you what, 2017 is going to be the year for me. No, I'm going to, it's all going to happen in 2017. I'm going to do all these things. No, spiritual apathy would say that. We've got to say today, where do I stand with Christ? Unbelief, of course, can threaten. Now, I don't know that doubt's altogether a bad thing, but... And, and, and sometimes doubt can cause us actually to step into a greater season of belief. I, I really have seen that many, many times. But it can be a threat. It can be a threat to where I stand in Christ. I also put down sickness or disease. can certainly turn us away and, and threaten the fact that, no, I'm a believer, I'm a follower. I stand in Christ. <coughs> Now, one writer that I've been reading described it uh, as being, uh, first of all, we have our position in Christ, and we'll say that's over here, but then we have our state, which is over here. 
Now, just to say what that means, the Bible declares that our position in Christ, from which we get our assurance, is, is declared in God's word. But the state is our place in the world, the reality of where we live, who we mix with, what we're like. Our state is what often speaks against our position. Does that make sense to you? I have a position where I stand in Christ, but yet I am Beth with all my foibles and insecurities and stuff that can threaten my assurance. So this is my state of who I am. And yet my position in Christ is where I get my assurance from. So the question I think for us today is where do we stand today with Christ? What position are you in when it comes to Christ? Do you feel assured in your heart? I'm a believer. I stand in Christ. I'm a follower. You might be aware of your state, but this is firm. This is front and central. Do you feel assured in your heart to get today of that position? Or is your state the most dominant? Almost to the point it can be of overwhelming, where this is minimal. Yeah, I think I've read somewhere that I can be secure in Christ. I think I've read somewhere that the believer will have assurance in their heart and yet you don't know what's going on in my life. I'm in the midst of this and this and this and this and almost this gets crowded out. So I want to, you might, when you go home, write some other things because things that get in the way for me will be different to you. What would it be in your life that would get in the way of your stand in Christ, your assurance as a child of God. <clears throat> and then I want you to go up to the first bit. And in these closing moments, I want to just give you a few things that you might write down and you might go back to. And these are the things of what I stand in. Where do I stand? I stand in the position where I am in relationship with God the Father. I am in relationship. I stand in relationship with God the Father. John 1.12 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That's good news when we're in our state, that we actually have the right to become children of God and to make that our position. I stand in relationship with God himself. I'm his child. Now, why is this important? Because there'll be days when someone will say, you're not really a believer. I don't, I don't think so. You don't really know God. And you might even feel insecure in yourself with thoughts like, did I really make that decision to follow Jesus or was it just a, I was being emotional at the time? Days when your state says it's not true that I'm in relationship with God the Father. But we need to go back to where we stand. The Bible declares that if we have surrendered our life to God, our position is one where we are in relationship with God the Father through Jesus. The second one is where do I stand? I stand in victory. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 56 and 57 says, The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God he gives us the victory 
through our Lord Jesus Christ. And 1 John 5, 4, if you want to jot those scriptures down. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Here is where we stand. We stand on the side of the one who's already won the battle. It's great news. What an assurance that in the midst of what our state story is, in the midst of that, we have the assurance that we have the victory. Our state right now might be feelings of defeat, sickness we wish would go away, grief over loss of something precious, concern about what's around the corner. But the follower of Jesus from his state keeps going back to where he stands. What is my position in Christ? My position in Christ is that I have the victory. I'm on the side of the one who has won the battle. The third one is, where do I stand? I stand in love. Not that, I, not that I loved God first, but that he loved me first. Ephesians 3.19 is a scripture here. And I pray that you may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. This is our position in Christ that we stand in love. Our state might be feeling what? Unloved, let down, disappointed by someone in our life. Our state might be knowing we should be loving others, but not able to conjure it up for ourselves. But our position in Christ says, you are loved, full stop. You are loved. And our love for others is a response from the position, not from the state. We can't bring it up ourselves. We can only do it when we are in Christ. The next one, where do I stand? I stand in prayer. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. I get to communicate with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's what my position says to me, that I get to make an entrance into the Holy of Holies. That's the position. Now, our state might be, like we said, spiritual apathy. I can't be bothered. I'm too busy. I have other priorities. It doesn't work. I've tried. But our position in Christ is that we are to stand in prayer. The final one is where do I stand? I stand on the promises of God. This great verse in 2 Peter 1, 4 his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. And then it goes on to say, we are called by his glory and goodness and through that he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. We stand in his promises, too many to count. I don't know whether you've heard of Corrie ten Boom, a Dutch woman uh, who uh, through the war her family um, helped uh, Jewish people to escape and she ended up in a, um, oh, I've forgotten the name of the word, concentration camp for many years with her sister. Her sister died in one of those camps. She's a, one of the great Christian writers 
of um, our time. And she said this about the promises of God. And when you think about what her state was in, what was her state? Living in a concentration camp. Abuse. Lack of food. Awful torment. Family and friends dying around her. The knowledge of what was happening in her own country. But this is what she wrote from her position. I've experienced his presence in the deepest, darkest hell that men can create. I have tested the promises of the Bible and believe me, you can count on them. Corrie Ten Boom. Now there are others. I, you know, you could go on for days. I stand in righteousness. I stand in faith. I stand in the will of God. We could, and that would be some homework to, to think through what you know of the Bible. But I want to say to you today, and I'm going to get the band to come up, because we can, we can know about our position. But that top one I talked about, relationship, that's where it all stems from. Our position stems from our relationship with God himself through Jesus. And it doesn't matter how hard we work in our state to make ourselves look good, feel good, know a lot, uh, go places, have a lot, whatever. If our position is not in relationship, we're always going to flounder here to, a, to an extent. We can go for periods of time where we, we do pretty well and but our position in Christ is what transforms the state. This state in which I live with trials and troubles and, and sickness and disease. Whatever that would be for you, whatever threatens, whatever gets in the way. But if your position in Christ, and I'm, I know I'm talking to a group of people, we're all, we can all be in the midst of a lot of things that can threaten our position in Christ. But we need to make a decision. And it's interesting that Katrina did this today. It is, it is a yes or a no. It is a one side of the tape or the other. The, the song they're going to sing is Jesus at the Centre. <laughs> and I, I guess Jesus bridges the gap for us. He bridges the gap. He does, a t he does a Tyrese. <laughs> he sits here and he bridges the gap for us. But he brings us forward into a state of position in him. And as we sing this song today, I, I guess I want you to consider, what is my position in Christ today? Do I have assurance? Do I know where I stand with God? Do I know where I stand? Do I stand in relationship? Do I stand in prayer? Do I stand on his promises? Do I stand in faith? Do I stand in victory? Or am I so often over here just bowed down in my state and never looking up to see what God has to offer me? Or maybe you've drifted. You once had that assurance. You knew where you stood. You felt secure in it, but you've drifted away. And other things have got in the way. And other things maybe have become more important. They might be good things. 
It's not always choosing between good and bad. It's sometimes choosing between good and best. And in these moments as we as we sing this little chorus, Jesus at the centre, maybe it's time for you to, to state where you stand. And even if it's an affirmation publicly this, tonight, this morning that says, yep, I stand in position of victory with my Lord. I'm stepping out of what I've known. I'm stepping out of what's comfortable and I'm stepping in to what God has for me, where I stand in him. So let's sing this little chorus. And if God is has his hand on you, and I believe he does this morning, I have a sense that you know there are people here who, who need to make that step of to be assured in their heart and secure of where they stand. And I think there are people who, who know a lot, who know a lot about God's place in their life. And today might be a time of decision where nothing else matters, nothing in the world will do but my decision to stand firm in Christ. Let's close our eyes and listen. Follow the words and sing. And let's declare this and let's respond accordingly to what God is saying to us. If you need to come and kneel, then do that right now. Let's sing it together.